Welcome back to another episode of The Breakdown with Bethany. I'm Bethany Braun Silva, and today my guest is actress, author, host, chef, mom, Tiffany Thiessen. I'm such a fan of Tiffany's, so I was really excited about the opportunity to talk to her. In this conversation, we're going to be talking about the importance of the meningitis vaccine for preteens and teens. It's a lot more important than you may have thought. We're also going to be talking about how parents can stay present with their kids. And I'll give you a hint. Tiffany wrote a book all about it. You're definitely going to want to check this one out. Hi, Tiffany. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really, really excited that you're here. But I wanted to jump right in because this is a really important topic and you have a lot of important information to share. So tell us all why you decided to partner with the It's About Time initiative. Yes. Well, Leslie's actually with the National Meningitis Association, and I think both of us being parents, of course, um, and being moms, um, we're here to spread the word about how, you know, it's important to, to really do anything we can to help protect our children. And that's why we're here. And you have Harper, who is, what, is she almost 11? I have well, a She's actually with... almost 12. So almost actually, 12. my daughter actually got her first dose of men ACW, uh, AC, sorry, men ACWY. It's a mouthful. Um, sure. She actually got it last year, right, when she, right after she turned 11, um, okay. which is the recommended age for CDC for the first dose. And the second dose is actually at 16. Um, and sadly, we've been seeing that the numbers have dropped a lot. And so that's why we're trying to make it, you know, a, a big awareness of how important it is. Leslie has a very, um, you know, deep story with her about, you know, about meningitis, meningococcal meningitis. Um, and so we're both here to kind of, you know, spread the word of the importance of it. Yeah, I think, you know, with everything that's going on with the pandemic, you know, and vaccines and things like that, important, you know, vaccines like this might actually fall to the back of a parent's mind. So, I mean, right. please tell me why should this be in the front of a parent's yes. mind? And I was going to say, I have a 10-year-old. Should okay. this be something I start thinking about now or so the earlier? The first thing I'm going to say to you is please go to the website because you can actually sign up to get a, a reminder of, of, of the vaccine schedule. So your daughter, is it your daughter or your son? My son, my son. Okay. So your son's first would be between 11 and 12. And then again, a second one would be at 16 and you can actually go to the website to actually sign up to get that reminder, which is, I think, pretty awesome because yeah. as a busy mom, I'm sure you always need the reminders. I know I do. Yes, of course. And then maybe you, would you be able to share? I know maybe some of them are really heartbreaking stories, but something that was sort of impactful that you maybe heard from another parent around this campaign and the reason why you decided to team up. Yes. Well, I think that that's the story for Leslie. She's actually oh, please. Yeah. Heads of the National yeah. Meningitis Association. And the reason why she's here is because of her son. Okay. And I didn't know anything about meningococcal meningitis until um, my 17 year old son, who is a very healthy young man, loved life. He scored the winning goal for his high school soccer team to become state champions. And two weeks later, he had a headache and um, he's by the, within 24 hours, he, passed away. It was that quick. Mm -hmm. He had his state championship pictures taken. And so we have a picture of him the day before he died. But I didn't know you could go from a headache mm -hmm. to losing your life. And so when he died so quickly, I found out about this, that there was a vaccine mm -hmm. um, that would possibly have saved his life, which mm -hmm. is why 
That's why I we're here. Other parents do not suffer yes. loss. And I mean, so I, we I, are thrilled when Tiffany oh, joins so us. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I think you know, as a parent, we want to do anything we can to help protect them, right? And knowing that, yes, it is rare. The fact that this could take your child's life within 24 hours, mm -hmm. to me, is enough. It doesn't matter. Um, and I think yes, these are tough, tough conversations that we're having, especially in the last couple of years. Um, with vaccinations, you know, just always on the forefront of, of everybody's concern right now, but this is one that we cannot miss. Um, the fact that um, it's a bacterial infection that can take your child so fast. Um, a lot of the symptoms are very much mimic the flu, so it's very hard to detect. Um, you can have headaches, fever, you know, things like that, that all mimic the flu. So sometimes these things don't get you know, detected in time, hence the story from, from her own son. So yeah, I think by respiratory yes. droplets and that's just sharing drinks. Right. And that's why kissing. it's so important at that age, yeah. 11 and 12. And again, at 16, because those are the ages that kids start to share drinks, share food. And then as they get older, and this frightens me completely, of course, because I have a daughter, <laughs> but, and you'll be right there too, is like the kissing and all that uh -huh. kind of stuff that happens as they become older. That's why this age group is so important to have both doses of those vaccines. Um, so they're protected all through college. And then they should yeah. also check about another, another uh, vaccine, vaccine, the men B vaccine, the men B when vaccine. they go for 16, yeah. for their 16 second dose yeah. and get cut up on any other immunizations absolutely. they missed during, yeah. during COVID. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of parents probably perked up when you guys mentioned the you know, how quickly it can go, flu-like symptoms. Are there any other telltale signs that this is happening while it's happening? And can you do something in the moment? Uh, what you, sh yeah. one of the telltale signs are sometimes, sometimes there will be a rash, mm -hmm. but, but it's not always, right? Not always. Right. My son um, did not have a rash. All he complained about first was a headache. Sometimes there's a stiff neck, but not always. And that's why it's, the vaccination is the very best way to prevent mm -hmm. it. And um, often healthcare providers, if you, if, if you think your child has those symptoms, it's important to get emergency mm -hmm. care right mm -hmm. away, mm -hmm. contact your health provider and, and get it checked out because yeah, it just goes so quick. It's so quick. Again, that's yeah. why it is so important that the this vaccine is, is exactly because it's so quick. And a lot of times you can't, you don't understand it. You think it's no big deal. You think it's just maybe the flu, you know, that kind of thing. And usually you don't go to the hospital for that. Yeah. So that's why it's right. important to get the vaccine. And we I'm have also advocates who've been to the hospital and the, actually when they went to the emergency room, they were sent home and said, come back tomorrow if you're not better. And yeah. so the vaccine, that vaccine is going to be the help. It's the really going to be the best protection you can yeah. have. Yeah, I just have another question about that because I'm thinking like, you know, when our kids are younger, they're sort of on a vaccine schedule yes. from the pediatrician. Yes. So is this a vaccine that you have to ask for or will it be given at the ages of 11 and 16 automatically? I think it depends on, yeah. I mean, I can only speak from my personal experience mm -hmm. that it was recommended and given to my daughter as her schedule when she would turn 11 or after she was 11. Um, but I can't say that that's the case for every yeah. state and every healthcare provider out there. So that's why it's really important for us to also spread yeah. the word that, again, during this time where vaccination rates are just, you know, like people are very, you know, second guessing a lot of them and they don't want to overdo it. So maybe sometimes this is very important at this stage, 11 and 12. And again, at 16. And some states will mandate the 11 and 12 mm -hmm. vaccine, but they won't mandate the second dose, right. which is just as important. And, um, and that is mm -hmm. 16 is an important time to also take your child to their healthcare provider Absolutely. And, and find out about them 
Mendiga. Uh, the Mendiga and, uh, and other ones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. But because it's not mandated everywhere, you yeah. just don't know. So parents need to be aware. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's why we're teaming yeah. up to stop. This sounds problem. great. I I think feel like I've learned so much information. I want you to tell everybody where they can go right now where, to find more about this campaign and more information about the vaccine. Uh, they could go to stoptheclock.org website, mm -hmm. and that's where they could sign up for yeah. an email. Yeah, they could do an email alert, what actually will give them a schedule of when um, they're due for their vaccine, whether it's their first one or the second one. And with that, also, you actually get to go on, um, and when you enroll in that, um, there was a chance that you get to actually sit down and chat with me a little bit more about it too, um, and have like a one-on-one -on -one with me as well. Be that sounds great. Yeah. And you can also go to the CDC website to find out more about the disease or the National Meningitis website at nmaus.org. And um, we have some information on our website too. Yeah. That's great. So helpful. Tiffany, is it okay if I just ask you three or four questions? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think we're good on time. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so, all right, obviously I'm a huge fan. I follow you on Instagram, but I'm oh, dying so to know sweet. how is pandemic parenting going? How has it been <laughs> with two kids? Yeah. You know, how's that going? It, you know, it, it seems a little bit better, even though I feel like we're also still kind of running in circles, <laughs> right? right. Um, but, um, I, you know, I think I grew up in a, in a, in, in a family that was always instilled in me to like, look at the glass, you know, half full instead of half empty. And so I really have tried to, I'm not saying every day was like that, but really try to, um, kind of hone in on the positivity of this extra sort of time I got with my kids that, um, we don't normally get to have sometimes when we have our normal, you know, jobs and school and, you know, not at home as much. So I really, kind of cherish that, you know, because again, it wasn't normal for a lot of us. Again, it was also very hard, <laughs> um, but I also cherished it a lot too. And um, so, but we're, you know, one day at a time, right? That's all we can do, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And you seem to really have blended your passion so well between like the cooking, motherhood, acting. Do you have advice for other moms who are sort of like multi-passionate? I mean, aren't we all, but like who want to sort of have all these different areas of interest and how they can sort of fulfill that within themselves. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think anything that you're passionate about, you should actually carve out time for it because that's to me also self-care as well as going and getting a pedicure or getting a massage or, you know, whatever your wine at night, but doing things that creatively fulfill you to me is the biggest self-care that I could really advocate for, for myself. Um, it's all about balance, right. And I'm really trying to there's definitely not enough hours in the day to do it all. But I think if, um, if you can get into a good rhythm to make sure that you're giving yourself that creative space and, and being able to do things that you enjoy as well, that it's also great for your children. They you know, my, my kids love seeing when I'm working, they love seeing that I love to cook or do artistic things. And my husband's an artist as well. And so it's full circle, you know, and it, it's good for them too, to see that. You know, and speaking of your husband, one of my favorite books is you're missing it. Um, um, I know it's, it's sort of a few years old now, yeah. but it really resonates more than ever. Um, can, so. I, what, what was it like working together on that book? And then yeah. is there any, are there plans for another book? Yes, there's many plans. Um, so the book actually came from a very honest place. And of course, this was before the pandemic, but it was a good reminder during the pandemic when we were all stuck at home. And I know phones and computers were really the only way that we could connect. But beforehand, I think it was, you know, my, it's a very sweet story. And funny, I was sitting there in the kitchen doing dishes and 
I think Holt was probably just a couple years old and my husband's like swinging him on the swing and stuff. And he's, you know, doing the normal, like one-handed push and going through Instagram or doing whatever he was. And I opened the window. I go, you're missing it. Get off your phone, you know? And, and we're all guilty of it. You know, this is not just my husband. It's I I've done it as a million times. Um, but it really kind of brought up a bigger conversation with um, both of us about how these moments are so fast for us. And again, like that's what was so great about the pandemic is that we were able to kind of slow down a little bit, but you know, our kids grow fast and we only have so many times, you know, where we can really make an impression or have those memorable moments. Um, and so again, it goes back to balance. You know, I really think we all need to work. We all need to be connected. And I understand that, but I think there are certain times that we try to disconnect from the electronics to really connect as a family. And so that's like after school, phones are mostly down. There's no phones at dinner. There's no TV. We're very limited, maybe strict. Some people will say about the iPad, it's very limited that they get it every day. Um, we just want our kids to, um, connection to us is much more important to people and to ourselves and being outside and all that kind of how I used to grow up. And I feel like a lot of us, you know, grew up in a very different time. Um, not that we don't give our children, you know, the electronics, but again, it's, it's important for us to connect as people. And, and so we just kind of have made a, a, a sort of a pack as, as we, you know, parent our kids that um, the electronics are limited. That's fantastic. All right, final question. What are your family plans for the summer? Oh my gosh, we already have a packed summer. Um, we have plans. So we, so, okay. So before children, my husband and I used to do RV trips all the time with our dogs. And we was, we would travel all through like going to either Texas where my, my in-laws are from. And so we started last year because of the pandemic, we didn't really want to travel too much on an airplane or anything like that, that we got an RV and my son loves it so much that he has been counting down to the days where we're going to go on another RV trip this summer. So that's our big plans this summer is do another cross country. I don't think we're going to do cross country. I think we might do the Northern part of um, California and go up the coast a little bit. Um, so that's our big plans for the summer. And then just a lot of like, kid time, fun time. We have a cabin up in the Sequoias. We're going to spend some time in and, you know, just get our, get our feet and hands dirty and, you know, just spend family time. I love that. I hope that you'll share tips on oh, you know, road tripping with kids. Oh, yeah. I think that's, I like, that's a good idea. I probably should. Yeah. That'll be my, it'll be my second time with children. So I'll let you know how it goes. We're actually getting a smaller RV this time. So I'll totally let you know how that goes. It's like, it's like a working vacation. You really it have is. to. Oh, totally. It is for sure. It absolutely is. And, and the hardest part is the electronics on those long car rides. Absolutely. But I got tricks for that too. So. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see or read all about it. Yeah. Um, let's, let's tell everybody one more time where they can get information yes. on the, on the campaign. Helpstoptheclock.org. That's the best website to start there. And then if there's other information you need about the National Meningitis mm -hmm. Association, you can actually go from there, yeah. right? Wouldn't yeah. that be the best? That's a good idea. Yeah. And sign up. All right. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate the time. Thank you so Thank much, you. honey. Have a good rest of your day. Yep. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> bye.